bottom of it. Olivia Wilde. Film. Cinema. Pop culture. Is that Jonah Hill's little sister? Don't tell me, is that the daughter of Carrie Fisher? Billy Lord. Hello. Lord is a singer. What, was that Ladybird's best friend? Welcome one, welcome all, to another amazing special episode of We Bought a Mic. The show where every week we talk movies, mm-hmm. TV, mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. cinema, Mm-mm. condiments. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Mostly it's condiments. It's yes. Mostly it's a condiment podcast. Uh, I'm Ernest. I am Hunter Mobley. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm I'm Adam, the resident book smart fan. Yes, oh. Yay, the I only guess. one. Yes, <laughs> and I'm Drew. Adam's back. Adam Sidorius, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We are very excited to talk this movie. It's been very hyped, very very hyped. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly by me, like on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Pers- yeah. <laughs> A lot of, lot of cheerleading from Adam yes. on, on the Twitter. <laughs> Does it but live up to the hype? Also I, from people that out. went to South by Southwest. It was like one of the buzziest films out of there. Uh, it's directed by Olivia Wilde and starring a amazing cast of knowns and unknowns. Mm-hmm. Um, Mostly unknowns. Yes. I most... didn't really know anybody who was on this Also, cast. it's written by all women. Mm-hmm. Caitlin Dever. Uh, nope. Susanna, <laughs> that is the star of the movie. <laughs> Susanna Fogel, Emily Halpern, yes, uh, Sarah Haskins, and Katie C- Silberman. Mm-hmm. And there you have you have a couple of TV producers. You have the writers of Set It Up, which did very well for Netflix. People oh, people like really? that movie. And then the the new movie with Rebel Wilson. Isn't it romantic? Yes, it, okay. isn't it romantic? Also, that writer is involved here. Um, so yeah, we have uh who's who of who they are in this movie mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i guess we can just go general i'm used to vamping up with a bunch of news and shit i'm not used to this compartmentalized podcast that actually plans out its its issues you know i hate it <laughs> people want to hear what we thought of the latest in film yeah did anything else happen at con <laughs> nope nope we're, we're saving that one okay anyway uh, also, reasons that there was hype about this movie, uh, produced by Annapurna Pictures, which has been Adam McKay and Will Ferrell as well. Yes, and they, yeah, they were like credited producers on the show. Lot of lot of good things going into this. It was billed as the spiritual sequel to Lady Bird. A uh, lot of differences between this and Lady Bird. Well, yeah, it's a high school movie. It's a senior year movie. It's a. Uh... There's more similarities between Superbad than Lady Bird in this movie. Yeah. Um, so I I think that we're all just beating around the bush because you know it's this bad, movie rules. It's bad podcasting. <laughs> it's bad radio listening for us to all just agree on something. You, yeah, you got to make him wait thirty or forty minutes before you all um, agree. My yeah. last two months on Twitter, I've just been like a front for the hot take about to drop. I hate this movie. <laughs> yeah, finally, I I did not think this movie was so hyped. I did not think it was going to meet the hype. Like the expectations were so intense mm. that I went in thinking, yeah, there's it's probably going to be good, but there's no way 
it's going to be as good as people are saying. Come on. And around the point where we get to the big party, because mm-hmm. so many things happen in this movie, mm-hmm. so many twists and turns that I was not expecting. So let's jump really far in. <laughs> around the part where we get to the actual party, I thought, holy crap, this movie is better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It, it surpassed that. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's great from the start, I think. Like, from the, the entire movie, is just fantastic, I think. But you're right. At that point, like, pretty much that entire scene, like the final party scene of this movie, uh, is just when it evolves into something not only extremely funny and stylish, but also really sincere. Yes. Like, yeah. deeply, deeply heartfelt. That's the big thing here, is that not only is this movie so wacky and ridiculous with its comedy... But it has this genuine heart to it. Yeah. I think it's an absolute home run. I love this movie wholeheartedly. I think it's tremendous. I don't think it's perfect. There's a couple of things that I think um, are a little bit. Actually, really, the only thing that I could say is that maybe some of the wackiness is a little bit too much at times. It's a little bit too ridiculous and um, just really heightened with how wacky it gets. But other than that, I, I thought it worked really well. I was very, very happy with it. I I actually, I don't know. This movie is like, I want to give this movie a 10 out of 10. It's, yeah, it's I very really close want to that. To, the only thing that is holding me back from that is the fact that I don't like giving anything a 10 out of 10 on, like, uh, I've already seen this movie twice. Um, yeah, have you, Adam, have you seen it more than once? I've seen it three times. Yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> This movie gets better with rewatches, I will I say. Um, it's kind of like Superbad or some of the great comedies in that way, where there's just like even like one liners that you kind of just miss because you're laughing at something else that just happened or laughing at some kind of a situational comedy. Um, that a lot of the dramatic elements even work more on a second viewing. Um, this movie is amazing. I love everything about this movie. It almost seems. I mean, like, this isn't the world that we live in. This is, like, affluent L.A. life that we're seeing here. And so it's not Lady Bird in the way that, like, you're seeing kind of this other side of the train tracks kind of lifestyle here. But it's just so much fun. Like, I yeah. just want – I want – like, both times I saw this movie, I wanted to see if there was a showing immediately afterwards. I could just hop back in there and ride this ride again. Like, it doesn't get old. Nothing about this movie gets old. Yeah, because when I saw the movie, um, you know, if you go to a screening, they like have like the mm-hmm. studio people outside, and they're like, "Do you have any complaints?" Because I just raved about it for like a full minute, and they're like, "Give any complaints? Is there anything you did not like about the movie?" And I'm like, "That it ended. Like, that's my oh, only yeah. issue is that it was over." Like, because this movie is just so delightful, and it's infuriating that it's a directorial debut. Like, it is somehow her first movie. That yeah, is insane. To I me. I wanted to say that yeah, I was expecting the directing to be good. We've had a string of actors killing it the first time directing recently, and it looked good in the trailer. I did not expect it to be like maybe the best part of the movie. Yeah, which is yeah. especially for high school movies, that's kind of a rarity. Uh, and like you said, leading up to the party, it was a great movie. Uh, once they go into that party to the end of the movie is some of the best directing period that i've seen in a long time i mean there's a moment in particular that we'll get to in spoilers that is some of the best filmmaking i've seen in a very long time yeah it's like so beautiful that it literally brought a tear to my eye that i was seeing this in what's basically just a movie about high school kids trying to party (laughs) 
um this is like kind of a long shot but like do you guys remember this is this youtube video that was going around like viral for a long time it was like um this guy he was talking about kind of edgar wright but other pseudo comedies in general and it's just, he had like this whole essay about how every studio- frame of painting yes i'm yeah. trying to remember his name um and he's talking about how hollywood movies just don't do it well anymore they don't do visual comedy yeah and i think one of the great things about this movie in part to her eye for like sincerity and style is the fact that she knows how to do visual comedy and she knows how to like get the most laughs out of you by even just the most simple things well yeah no i mean there's like a few things that just come like straight to mind like there is one party that they go to that's on an empty yacht that's just like completely (laughs) it's hilarious or like they get into a lift driver's car and there's just like these hanging like like jalapeno lights that yes. are just illuminating everything. <laughs> Birdman. Yes. <laughs> um, it's incredible. Yeah, it is. I, I was going to bring up possibly that very video. I was thinking about it a lot uh, because you really don't see that enough and you should because I, I love this movie. I love it so much. Um, if I were to nitpick, I would say that some of the scripted jokes did not work for me at all. Just a few of them. I thought were unfunny jokes. Um, but how many movies have visual gags to make up for that and have amazing comedic acting performances to make up for it if the joke is like if there is a solid joke in the script but then you have like beanie feldstein saying it it yeah. becomes a great joke well i've had seen where the kid at the yacht he's like consensually bashed or whatever but the way the camera like pans <laughs> back up to the sign like he goes back and forth from his face back to the sign that made it even funnier. Like that's just an example of like how. Yeah, a lot of I mean, editing gags, music gags, music either entering or cutting out at a funny time. Yeah, uh, or just information like you said, the empty yacht, like information being revealed slowly through the frame. All really good shit. So you just brought yeah. up the music. Mm. Um, I've been listening to a Spotify playlist of this, like this whole thing of music since I saw the screener a couple weeks ago, and then especially like the last couple days, I've just been listening to it on repeat. It is so good. It's probably one of the best playlists that I've heard for a movie in a very, very long time. I mean, the last movie that I can remember that had a good playlist that I wanted to listen to a bit was uh, probably Baby Driver. But yeah. this is a better playlist than that. Like, yeah. It has like the best movie soundtrack I've heard in it's, years. Yeah, maybe. it's by Dan Nakamura, a.k.a. Dan the Automator. And yeah, it's a lot of uh, music that you may have heard before. And it's all good. And then it's also songs that may be new to you. And that's all good. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's all good music. And they, uh, I've been like doing a lot of research looking at Olivia Wilde and her old uh, directorial style that she had. And the whole thing is with the way that movies are a lot of times made is it's very like isolated. It's pretty much like you are in your you're just like you know you're in your um trailer and then they'll call you in to do a scene you go in there you do your scene you go back to the trailer but in this scene it was just all of them just hanging out together like mm-hmm. it was all about working off of each other it would, in that case it was a lot more theatrical and that's all about timing and chemistry chemistry is something that you can't fake it's something that has to build and grow mm-hmm. organically and everybody in the show even like people where there's negative chemistry in between them the chemistry works. It's great. It, it really all is. works. And yeah, I mean, that is a concept that you only hear being discussed in about movies like Breaking Bad or particularly uh, a show called Freaks and Geeks, which that is in any oral history you ever read. Judd is like, yeah, I just wanted them to be comfortable. I just wanted them to be hanging out with each other all the yeah. time or else no one would buy it. Well, I like her. I saw like, I think maybe an interview with her. She had like a zero like bullying policy. No assholes. Yeah, all assholes. Yeah. 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 Like, and I, that's such a 
awesome thing to do because you see so many stories about people like just misbehaving on set and like making an uncomfortable work environment for these especially people. kid actors yeah that are, like yeah. snobby little hollywood so kids. yeah so speaking to kid actors uh this movie i teased it in the catch-up episode i don't know if this is coming out is this coming out before or afterward before before so it'll be a post tease yeah kind of like a rest <laughs> development like call forwards yeah like a rival <laughs> um a power drum or something this movie was cast by Allison Jones, the goddess. Uh, she did The Office. She did Parks and Rec. She did plenty of good shit, but she did Freaks and Geeks, which the this is the only movie I compared to in terms of depth of young actors who are fucking murdering it. Like, you can get a few in a good movie like Superbad or something like that. Every fucking kid in this is just, yeah. I, I would love to see them somewhere else. Uh, I mean, our leads, Beanie Feldstein, I would call a movie star. I would want to see her in any movie, I think. Yeah. I She's I actually, I'm going to, I'm going to say I like Caitlin Dever more. Even that's, though, that's even though, too. Even though both amazing. yeah, even though Beanie Feldstein is amazing, I thought that Dever's performance is so just layered and magnetic and heartfelt. Yeah, it's more heartfelt, but I think Beanie, like. The comedic chops that she oh, showed yeah. in this movie. She sold it. It's oh seemed You know who Beanie reminds me a lot of is her older brother, Jonah Hill. And yeah. I could see her having a similar arc to that, where she kind of breaks through with these kind of comedies with drama, dramatic tinges to them. Yeah. yeah. And actually taking the turn into becoming like oh, an Academy Award yeah. nominator winning she, actress. She's going to be around. She was fu- she's unbelievable. I think Caitlin Beaver yeah. is going to be around, too. Like, well, both of them are, have yeah. so much chops that I mean, they show in this movie. Back when she was in Short Term 12, like a few years ago, um, amazing movie, and she is so incredible in that movie. Yeah. That's like the and only other big thing she's done, I think. I she was on a Tim Allen show forever. Maybe that's why yeah, Last she... Man Standing ever fucking heard of it, Ernest? <laughs> <laughs> The spiritual sequel she's to Home so good in Short Term on 12. Fox. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she's amazing in Short Term 12. And um, I can't remember what other movies I've seen her in, but I mean, between the American this... Girl movie. She's oh, in... oh my God. Did I, you see that? I actually have, but I had to like actually think about it. You watch everything. That was like what? <laughs> That's what I've learned. So, like, from you know, like Letterboxd. 10 years ago, right? Yeah, it was quite yeah, a while ago. She's I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Adam Adam watches everything on True TV. I definitely do. <laughs> so also going through some of the other people in here cameo wise. Crazy uh, man. Lisa Kudrow and Will Forte playing okay. uh, Caitlin Deaver's parents. That scene Man, their scene me. I don't before they go out is so good. I don't know if it's Amazing. the funniest part of the movie, but that was my the biggest laugh in the movie for me. Yeah. It was when he's like, Oh, someone called the cops, they've been kidnapped We're by supermodels. By supermodels. <laughs> um Yeah, so let's yeah, we'll do the um, adults first, because they're amazing. I did want to say do not underestimate Lisa Kudrow ever, because she was on Friends. Friends does get God. a bad rap. In Why this... does Friends get a bad rap? Friends is an amazing show. Do you think that? I love it's... Friends. Oh, I thought you didn't like it. What? No, I've seen every episode I'm, of Friends. I'm the one that's friends. not big on Friends. I'm not I've big seen on either. Every but it's, episode of Friends. It's not at the expense of the actors. They all do a great job. Yeah, I mean, Chuck Lorre showed us what a bad sitcom looks like. Friends is. I don't love it, but I don't dislike Are it. Are you telling me you don't like Friends? <laughs> anyway, that's my channel. Lisa, Lisa Kudrow is amazing she's so funny because she was in the groundlings which is where almost everyone that's been on snl the past 20 years came out of will forte will ferrell everybody kristen Wiig, and she got passed up on the cast for julia sweeney in 1990 who did end up doing very well on the cast she was there for four years uh but lisa has as many chops as anybody you know usually when someone comes out of a sitcom you're like you're a bit iffy you're like this they could be funny or they could be a funny show no she's hilarious will forte Slade, 
uh, Mike O'Brien. M- Mike, I was gonna say Mike O'Brien as as the well, don't, the pizza, pizza boy. delivery yeah. driver. God. Uh, he's amazing. He could use some love right now. If anyone wants to shout him out on Twitter, his show AP Bio oh, did just get canceled. Uh, might get rescued because we live in a culture that just can't let it fucking go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, it's not a and, bad show, but it's better or worse, it's yeah. not a great show. The biggest <laughs> power move of all time by Olivia Wilde casting her husband Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. in this role with a little, is, with a little uh, ring, uh, earring, little earring, Jason yeah. Sudeikis. <laughs> He is great as this principal, um, who also later shows up in the movie in a surprise uh, role. Well, I mean, that... the the writing here is so stellar because you have these payoffs that you don't you didn't think are payoffs because yeah. you didn't think the setups were setups. Yeah. So when they happen, it's like, and especially his like that reveal is so funny. Like just the, you know, cut to like the reaction. Yeah. It's just so funny. Like, and that's another thing that she I think maybe just recognized from maybe her favorite comedies is that that's how you do comedy it's all about setup and payoff Mm -hmm. and she expertly does it with like every setup and payoff in this movie there are so many moments just i think that are going to be iconic from this movie where i was driving home after seeing it i was just laughing in my car just thinking back to the movie just little things like the I, I don't even want to spoil yeah, it. Yeah, we can't spoil plot, we, but I want to get into these younger performances because I was blown away. Usually, we, we've we ragged on kids before. These are obviously a little older than the normal kids we talk about. But uh, Skylar Gizondo. Yes, who is notably known as the kid in the new Vacation movie. Yeah, and in uh, the it, Wet Hot remake. He's in there, too. Oh, yeah. I have to say, he was terrible in Vacation. <laughs> um, And his, um, what's it called? Santa Clarita Diet that just got canceled. Mm. But he is really good in that show. But in this, this is like his best work because he's so he's funny. way over the top, way. Cr- I loved it. But it's uh, so works. This is where yeah, I think I that that, that no asshole like hangout policy works really well because you can tell that it's more than a performance. What's happening between these actors? Yeah. You can tell that they've developed actual connections with each other on the set of this movie, and the fact that we are seeing like classmates, we're seeing high school play out in front of us. You know, we. Uh, a lot of times when we get like high school depicted in movies or TV, there is this um, facade to it, you know, yeah, yeah. and this movie, it's not realistic. It's not naturalistic in any not way, <laughs> but but there is the, the depiction of high school that it does. You do feel like there is some sort of authenticity in there in terms of yeah. like the relationship that these characters have to each other. Well, I mean, that's like the same thing with like Wes Anderson movies. Like they're obviously so absurd and stylized that there's no way that they take place in reality, but there's always like kind of an underlying theme to all of them. Like Isle of Dogs is obviously a very, you know, it's nowhere near realistic. You love dogs. Yeah. (laughs) But it's also, there's like a lot of political themes to it. There's like a lot of different Uh themes to it. So it's just really about, I don't think it's really about realism. It's just kind of about sincerity. And consistency. Because if yeah. you're creating a, a, a reality that is more heightened than ours, it has to be consistent yeah, to itself. Totally. Yeah, totally. But another thing that I wanted to say about this cast and why they are so good leads back into the main theme of this movie, which is kind of just don't judge a book on, on its cover. Like, right. everybody, all these characters, whenever you see them, you're like, this is a charming character, but it's just a person playing one note. Mm-hmm. And I can put a nickname on him. And all of that's these what and all are. of these peripheral characters, like throughout the story, you learn through the point of view of um, Amy and Molly, who are these like straight edge, 
just straight A students just trying to get their way, go through college and everything else. And through this night, they actually learn that people aren't just the character. They aren't just this one dimensional thing. Everybody else has their own thing that makes yeah. them special and makes them unique. Yeah. And they're all they're very multidimensional, very well written. Uh, these kids fucking blew me off the fucking seat. Like I was like, these guys are acting at a level that I am. I did not believe was possible for kids because I haven't seen freaking geeks in a few years and I've forgotten. <laughs> but uh, Billy Lord, Billy Lord is GG. so good. Yeah, so not good. it's Iconic. not a super group of Billy Eilish and Lord. That's a common. <laughs> this girl is on another planet. So I yeah, at first I was not <laughs> clear on the character, and then yeah. by the second or third time you see her, I was like. She is knocking it out of the fucking park every time. She we has see like her. a running gag in this movie that is yeah. maybe one of the funniest. It's, it's so fucking things. funny. Yeah. She kills it. Austin Crout and Noah Galvin play the two theater kids. Oh my okay, god! Yeah. As soon as the movie ended the first time I saw it, I told to my friend, and "I'm like, they stole the show." Like, is, yeah, I These every kids. there's the one scene, and I think you might know where I'm going with this. When um the main theater kid, he like. He has a mic in his hand and he does something with it. He's doing some karaoke. And it is, doing some karaoke. That's like one of the biggest laughs yeah. in the movie. And the way he's singing during karaoke, he's doing the Christina Britney. Yes. Like, it's, I mean, he's unbelievably good. And then the other one, too, I think, I don't know which one's which. Austin Crude and Noah Galvin. So good. Yeah. Uh, Theo and Tanner, the two kind of more bro guys. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna, well, Theo, you might recognize he's now in Geico commercials. Um, Eduardo Franco. Good for him. Yeah. I saw him the other day, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's the dude from Booksmart." Um, he was in so that movie, check. the Netflix movie, where he cuts his dick off. Oh <laughs> shit, was he the in... package? Oh, the package. It's like a teen comedy where oh, he cuts yeah. his dick oh, off. I do remember that. Um, He's the kid that cuts his dick so, off. Anyway, they're, they're great. They're very funny. But also, going to my point about like the actors being better, like actually serving the plot in a useful way. Mason Gooding, who plays Nick, like the main jock bro he, hunk uh, guy is really good and like you actually get to see his acting chops around the third act of this movie and yeah, i it, was i was into him i it, was like i could see this guy whenever he gets older being a star in something it starts off and it's like you don't really know much about him and you don't know what he they kind of they're passive about everyone in school but you know once you get to the point where you learn not only about him but everyone else he really shows his chops and he becomes like um this like kind of um same way that John Cusack was like the dreamy guy, um, like Swap. in the 80s. Yeah, like he is so like that scene where he's talking to Beanie Feldstein. Like no spoilers, but I was like swooning over him. I'm like <laughs> God. I'm like this guy's really charming. No. So I wanted to say that because in the beginning when they're just all they did was show his face a lot, and I was like this guy's goofy. Like yeah. he's wearing goofy shit. He's acting goofy, obviously. Yeah. And then when he turns on the jets in that party, God. I was like, what? This that's a sign of good acting. Yeah, he because, has charm for days. Yeah, because yeah. I judged him by his cover, and then just. Boom. He turned on, like, yeah, I was getting there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I want to mention just, like, last thoughts before we get to spoilers. The other thing that I wanted to say is the editing in this movie is tremendous. Oh, unreal. Yeah, like I said, yeah. there are yeah. joke edits, it's which are great. It's sharp. It's quick. Beautiful. It, it, it doesn't try again to be like naturalistic or realistic in yeah. some sequences Cause, yeah because well, you were right that this is a more of a wish fulfillment fantasy high school movie it has a lot of of elements of realism baked into it which is why it's being sold as ladybird meets super bad on certain people's twitter accounts that i yeah. can't remember their names right now uh <laughs> but that this the color palette and the way it's shot reflect that it's such a colorful beautiful movie uh obviously it's giving us an excuse to spend time in these lavish mansions which is always fun and the editing of this movie actually reminded me a bit of eighth grade last year where like it really you are in the mindset of these characters like i'm thinking specifically very early on in the movie 
whenever it's just Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Deaver, they're out there eat, eating lunch together. And then um, you see Caitlin's character, like, look over and see Ryan, who is this crush that she has. And, like, everything stops. Like, you just hear just the yeah. music kick in and just zooming in on her face and everything else. Which is another cool thing about this movie is that there are lesbians in this movie. There's gay people in this movie. And that's just a thing. Or it's just not ever addressed. people. It's just yeah. that that's just a thing in society. And I thought that that was awesome, but especially it's... for having in a high school movie. Because that yeah. felt very modern where it's not like this person's like yeah i've been out since i was 16 ha 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 like, and also like actively sexual and they're not like slut shamed at all i mean there's like jokes about slut shaming in the movie yeah. but there's like it's never the movie itself never never yeah. and that's them. not what the movie's about it's yeah. not a movie about like a bisexual or lesbian right. love story or um just like, like life that. it's part of it but it's not like yeah. what everything's about yeah. so you know? so uh yeah. molly gordon plays this character named triple a yeah i'm glad you yep. I, up, yeah. uh, I don't she's been in other things I'm not familiar but I thought that she was incredible in almost no screen time I thought she was she's like so one good. of the top five actors in the whole movie um so we're talking like very tiny roles that are getting knocked out of yeah, the people park. that only like, yeah. get like one yeah. scene to yeah, shine I mean think of Victoria uh Rusig- is she Ruska the, who is plays she the Ryan girl? oh no um, no but then the other girl is uh Diana Silvers who yeah, plays her. Hope um this like, I thought she was great in this movie she was really so, cool she was yeah. the only person that when I looked at her, I was like, she's 27 years old. Yeah. <laughs> she's definitely not a high school. Yeah, I think we talked about that after we saw the yeah, movie. Because yeah. we were like, half these kids like graduated when I was in middle school or something. Yeah. Yeah. But they, um, I don't, because they were so great and they look young enough. So I can like, okay. But she was the only one where it's kind of like, just well, yeah, watching her no. with the, what's the other main character's name? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With her, to them in the room together, I was like, there's a gap. There's a huge gap. Yeah. <laughs> they're supposed to be both 17. But beyond, beyond that, it was like totally believable at least I, in the context yeah. of the movie um i wanted to go back to the music real quick and this we'll elaborate this more in spoilers but uh there was a point i think hunter you're making the point that like the that the music is like instilled in the film you know it, it's almost like the soundtrack is a character Ooh. in the movie dude that's um, that's trippy and, if only uh, it was takes place in new york <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Can you imagine there are moments that like now there are certain songs that I'm gonna think they of remind me of the scene that they're using in the movie every time I'm gonna hear these songs now. So that's like a huge get. And also to your comparison of eighth grade, um, about the point of view and perspective of it all, it's I think it's arguably harder to do that when you have like a double lead, like two main yeah, characters. Yeah, it, it really one. is. And to not have those characters essentially just be the same character. Yeah, yeah. these they are, are different people. Very different people, and you can feel that. But at the same time, you understand why they're best friends. Yes. Like, they are... They're they're very they're different so people. Similar. But they are so similar. And the way they, like, work together in these tricky situations to come up with a solution. Like, um, no spoilers, but, like, there's a... The kind of running plot of the film is them trying to find the house that this party's yeah. at and the way they g- come up with that solution is so clever and it just kind of speaks to their relationship in the film like they have this really interesting dynamic that just works the entire film which yeah. i i will say uh, that part of it um i did feel it wear on me a little bit i thought it was a little bit redundant the the number of times that that conflict came up yeah um because uh, they they do have amazing chemistry on on screen, and you can tell that the, Olivia Wilde and the screenwriters just went, and the performers too. They went through such great lengths to show that these two girls are like the bestest best friends. Like they know each other 
in and out. Um, but there is this conflict in between them. Um, but by the end of the movie, I thought that it worked how that was kind of brought up and then resolved. But before we got there, as we were kind of building up to that point, I was like, okay, like, I get it. I know that, like, we're getting to a, a breaking point here. And it, it just felt a little bit, I know a little bit rough. See, I just, that, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it's not a huge complaint. That never bothered me because I was so entertained by the world that we were in. Yeah, I That's, agree. I was just I was of the, just, the other stuff happening. of everything yeah. else that's around there. Yeah. Like you can tell For that sure. they have like some kind of a friction type of a thing that's building there. But at the same time, even the friction that builds there, it's high school shit. Like yes. it's still it's that's one thing about this movie about people complaining like this movie doesn't have enough stakes. And it's like, yeah, it's high school. Nothing has stakes, but feels like the everything has. Stakes. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing that this movie does so well. That is also something like eighth grade or something that means nothing that like anybody else would just pass off and just never think about ever again feels like everything yeah to these this people. the stakes talk is like my least favorite conversation to have about any movie yeah ever. It's i agree so, it's like I saw, yeah every movie is gonna be avengers endgame where it's exactly. like the world is going to end I, if you don't do this. there's there's yeah. a great tweet by a writer i like uh and he said the like he made that exact same correlation basically he was like the all this discussion about stakes in so many movies is why probably why we have 50 movies where the stakes are the end of the universe and maybe that's a yeah. little bit too fucking many and why people have to die like game of thrones yeah. like and it's all about who's gonna die yeah like it's it's all about like just the the mortal the the not just even mortality but like the the most exaggerated yeah. version. It's like of we can fate. have some of those. We don't need blue beams in the sky. Yeah, not no, every movie I mean, has to be like that. It's important that we have stakes in some movies, but I don't think it's necessary in every movie for a movie to have like this big payoff and yeah. this big consequence. And I mean, and historically, like, through my life, that's why I've liked television more than movies, honestly, yeah. because the stakes of my real life growing up were not life and death. So I recognize character struggles, even adults that I have nothing in common with. If it was on a sitcom, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, like, life. That's, like, yeah. what happens in but I, our world. But I think the, the reason why this movie is so good... Okay, so I love Avengers Endgame. It was my favorite movie of the year until I saw Booksmart. And I think <laughs> that the reason why this one, this movie is better is because with Endgame, that's a movie that works because it's essentially, like, a TV show that we mm-hmm. spent so much time right. with those characters. And it is amazing. Like, there's no denying yeah. that it's great and that works. Yeah, but... but but with this movie, yeah. we're meeting these characters and getting to know them all in the context of this one movie. Exactly. And it's all done within the span of, what, an hour and 45 minutes yeah. or yeah, so? At most, yeah. It, it's and, energetic, it's funny. And, and we it, feel yeah. for them, and we connect with them, and we get to know every single one of them. Yeah. yeah. And they're all realized as real people and we're and, yeah. and it's a world that's realized because yeah, yeah like you said we are in this heightened universe but it never it never betrays its own rules uh i a comparison i would draw is the show high maintenance uh yeah. to a lot of how this this movie goes because it does take place in this like postmodern, like liberal kind of caricature of of a high school um, and it's celebrating that, but it's also poking fun at that. And yeah. that's like the the thesis of high maintenance. It's yeah. the same thing. I mean, there are things that happen in this movie that would never happen in a real high school. Yeah. You know, but you don't look at it and you're like, oh, well, that would never happen. Specifically, in- Jessica Williams character in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She is great in this movie, but some of the stuff that happens with her. Yeah. Feels totally right, yeah. Are you guys ready to get into spoilers? Let's do do y'all want to rate it? Um, um, very strong nine. I'm at a nine. 
Light I'm at a light ten. <laughs> I, yeah, it really is like a Dude. strong a strong nine to a light ten. I I this is like I think I'm gonna give this five stars on Letterbox. Like I love this yeah. movie wholeheartedly. I want to see it again. I, I think, think if I rewatch because you guys are I much like stronger this... on it because you rewatched yeah. it. Yeah, I've and, rewatched it. Yeah, and I really want to because uh, there there are scenes in here, like I said, that just feel like instant classic moments. Yeah, absolute. Yeah instant classic moments like even like the car just the car yeah you think that you're gonna be seeing cars drive around that look like that you're gonna think about book smart yeah yeah i mean last night i was at work and uh even a song like holy calamity like this old song played and i thought about the moment in the song in the movie where that song yeah, came this up. is it's it's a really well put together movie classic it's, like instant classic in yeah in the modern era, it's it's impossible to have the legacy that a movie like Mean Girls has nowadays unless you're like Avengers just because of, you know, we're talking box yeah. office and we're talking about like cable runs, things that like do not have the same meaning anymore. But film Twitter is going to be on the same page with this. The same with Lady Bird, how people just still reference it every day. But I think yeah. that this is, yeah. I, I know you guys might not agree with this. I actually think that I like this more than Lady Bird, which I wasn't, I didn't think that the first time I saw it. First time I saw it, I was like, Labor did have a little bit more space, stakes because you're seeing a little bit more of like a diversified viewpoint. But this movie is just so much fun. This would have been my favorite movie of last year for what came out last year. This is my favorite movie this year that we have so mm. far. I don't really know if there's going to be anything that's going to beat this. I mean, it, yeah, it hasn't been it's... super strong thus far. And this is my number one as well. Uh, I have, you know, I'll pick nits or whatever. I can do that shit all day. But the, the difference between a nine and a ten is not much. Uh, and this movie's incredible. That's why I, that's the only hesitation I have for giving something a ten. Because I feel like the difference between it, like a nine, nine point five and a ten is just uh, like legs underneath it for how long. <laughs> and personal subjectivity. To yeah. And that's your opinion. Yeah. Well, sometimes for me, it's like it's not even if a movie I think is perfect, but it's do I care about the flaws that much? Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure there's something I could nitpick with it like here and there, but. At the end of the day, like I, there is nothing in the movie that actually bothered me, mm-hmm. and and also it's how it makes me feel. Like, do I feel like this is a perfect movie to me? Like, will I watch this for years to come? And absolutely, yes. like, it's a, it's yeah, a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a rewatchable movie. I like. I would put Lady Bird at a ten, and this at like a decent nine. So like the the difference is so minuscule, and they're yeah. both so they're great companion pieces to one another. Uh, I love this movie. Like, it's it's not trying to be an eighth grader or Lady Bird, where it's those movies are a little more hyper real. Particularly, eighth grade is insanely hyper real. Yeah. Uh, but even Lady Bird has more specificity to it. But that's not a knock on any movie that has movie components. In fact, movies are good. So They're, they can be cool. Sometimes. Stay with me here. So if your movie <laughs> feels like a movie, sometimes that's good. Personally, I would put uh, Lady Bird Good. in eighth grade above Booksmart just because, uh, just in my personal opinion, I prefer that more naturalistic realism. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would too, but it's not a wide margin and it's not a knock to do that. But I loved I loved the wackiness in this yeah, movie. Too. Normally, yeah, I, I wouldn't take you. away that. Yeah. <laughs> normally, I agree with you, but like, I, you know, I was thinking about it actually. My favorite coming of age movie, other than this one of the past like 10 years, is Me and Earl a Dying Girl, mm. which is. At its core, it's very sincere. It's very realistic in the way it depicts human emotion and human connection. But it is so stylized and so heightened in reality. Mm-hmm. Like, its own world. And I gotta wonder, like, I don't know what I prefer. I think it just depends how the movie works on its own merits. And Booksmart, for me, just works yeah. on every single level. One of the, I mean, one of the best things a movie can do is yeah. be a movie movie and then still 
cut you right in your heart. Like yeah, that's, I, that's absolutely a, yeah. That's a balance that can be really tough. And, and I think Booksmart does that. Yeah, a lot of people struggle with that. I I love Booksmart. Um, uh, if, I, before if I want to ruin everyone's mood, I can. Before um, we <laughs> dive into spoilers, <laughs> I wanted to do a little box office. It's yes. not doing well. Six million, right? Uh, six and a half million. Well, that's. I mean, the, what is the budget? It can't be that much more than six million. Well, um, but it, I, I don't know. The problem is that they put this out the same week as Aladdin, a Disney vehicle. Um, it got less than Brightburn. Hey, Brightburn guess got what, more. guys? If you're listening to this, go see this movie. Don't go see Brightburn and don't go see Aladdin. Go see this movie. Yeah. This is the best out of all three of those. I haven't seen Brightburn, but I can promise you that this is a better movie I, than Brightburn. Having seen all three movies this weekend, they're, the other two are mediocre, and then this is yeah. a masterpiece. Well, so, Brightburn does, you know, yeah. there you go. <laughs> it does answer the brand new question that everyone has is, what if Hero was villain? <laughs> what if a white guy did bad things? Yeah, I've never, <laughs> I've never conceived of such a movie, so I'm going to love it, but... Right. Booksmart is good too. Let's talk spoilers for Booksmart, uh, starting right now. Okay, so so do you guys just want to go through pretty much the plot and then talk yeah, about yeah. So well, I mean, things. I we, did we, I did want to say like when I was sitting in in the theater during the first half of this, I was like, damn, I wish I hadn't seen the trailer because now I'm right. sitting here, kind of like my brain is Some jumping jokes ahead, were kind of spoiled for that, trying to put the pieces together of what was going to happen in the movie. But the movie does such a great job at yeah. telling its story yeah. that that very quickly went away past the halfway mark. Yeah, because half the trailer well, is like just high school scenes, I'll and that's the, over like pretty quick. Yeah, also yeah. the jokes in the trailer are nowhere near the funniest jokes in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah no, no way. Like, not even close. And the, and only the, thing and the story takes so many turns yeah. that you don't expect. Yeah. You don't see coming. Well, yeah, like I said, the movie has a more traditional structure to it, like a hero's journey structure, albeit for two heroes. But... The way that the story is catalyzed, I thought, was particularly a brilliant move on the writer's part, which is when she overhears, Molly overhears in the bathroom uh, that they're all talking shit about her. And then, like that, in a normal, like, decent movie, th- the catalyst would just be her being mad at them and then her she being would, like, like, oh, I'll show them. Yeah. yeah, I'll show them that I'm hardcore. But then she finds out that they're all going to Ivy League schools. Yeah. That, starting the action, was a genius move, I thought. Yeah. And like, they do the Spielberg uh, Jaws yeah. shot, yeah, the yeah. dolly in. It was, as she, like, realizes. That's just, oh, yeah, fuck. that's a great little twist of, like, what begins your, your point. And honestly, that is kind of a feeling that I feel like a lot of people have when they're graduating high school. It's like, did I do enough to have fun? Because, you know, you're going through, like, you're about to go to college and it's like, oh shit, like it's getting real now. <laughs> and it's like, did I do enough in high school? Did I party enough? Did I make enough friends? Yeah. Like you see all these people having lost connections and people moving on from people or like with their <laughs> boyfriends or girlfriends. It's yeah. a great movie to see your senior year of high school. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, I think it's cool that they released this this weekend because a lot of kids are graduating right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I hope some kids go see it. Um, uh, but yeah, that's absolutely one of the best parts of the film. Also, the, the Jessica Williams bit towards the end where she... <laughs> picks them up in the car and she starts talking about yes. her experience yes. and how she partied too much to compensate for not partying in high yeah. school. And that's how... a whole other movie that I want to see. Yeah. I, I do want to see that actually. From every Jamba juice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that was brilliant. One question I had about the screenplay was, I wonder if an uh, earlier version 
uh, dove a little bit deeper into Molly not being rich like the other kids. And then Ladybird came out and they kind of had to get rid of it because she lives in an apartment. That's a big choice. Well, you and get they to know. Do not really it talk literally about it. looks like the same apartment from Ladybird. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> and you get to know Amy's parents. And you get to know her dynamic with them. You don't even see uh, Molly's parents. Yeah, that was odd. So I, I think yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I'm not going to definitely attribute it to anything, but a lot of scripts do have to get edited very early on because another movie comes out that uh gets to the point and then first they don't want to yeah. get like, yeah the whole because that seems off. like a really meaty idea <laughs> yeah to not dive into it all but i mean it's not like there's not plenty of other shit going on it's a smorgasbord of ideas um i well i did want to say speaking to that point i believe that it was um i'm pulling up the writer um who it was i think it's kate silverman is her name um but I know she was brought on towards the end, and she apparently did a lot of editing to the final screenplay that actually comes onto the um, onto the screen that we see there. So I don't know if that was kind she's of the one, yeah she's the one that's her. popping off with set it up and is it romantic isn't yeah. it romantic which so, is wild because this movie is wildly better than both of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, one point I wanted to make about Beanie Feldstein is maybe drop her in any Rebel Wilson role and I would be happy yeah. to be dead on. Um, Honestly, any role for anyone ever, like even if it's a guy's role, like yeah, put her in there. If remake, she wants to be the next Iron Man, I'd be cool with remake, it. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> remake every Jonah Hill movie with women just so Beanie Feldstein can start. So, I would love it. Yeah. So I mean, we have the stuff at the school. Um, with uh, Amy kind of having that moment with Ryan that kind of establishes these whole things. We have Molly interacting with Nick, who you don't even think about that being something, a setup to something, because it's just, oh, this is her, like, dim-witted partner who is just... Right. Like won the nomination yeah. for vice president. Headbutting potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is this fucking idiot over here. Yeah. And it's also funny because you go to the, not to skip ahead, but the party at the end, he's headbutting stuff there too, but it's from a different lens. Like, yeah. she finds it amusing. She's then. like, oh, yeah, exactly. Nick. Yeah, yeah, he's like exactly, headbutting yeah. beer cans and it's one, fine. One thing I really uh, noticed that I, I appreciate in this sequence is just the look of the school. Yeah. The, the, just the production design. I, I don't think it even is designed. Like it's probably just a location that no, they found. I mean, it's totally. It looks yeah. like my high school. Like, they definitely but, shot it. But the yeah. way the way it pairs with the costume design and all the characters yeah. and and uh, just what they're wearing and and the the table the the eating tables yeah the columns that it's like an orange and a red and a yellow even column. the lockers like they're like bright blue and the way that the mm. cinematography and the color grading kind of it bounces looks off that yeah. Beautiful. yeah so um. Then we lead into the big, the night of kind of a thing. After having that whole moment with uh, um, Will Forte and Lisa oh, Kudrow. Dude, which I again, I have to say, maybe top five scenes of the movie. Like, all of the, so like we have, amazing delivery. Salami. Me, it makes me so yeah. proud to be your father. So, yeah. Being your father has been the biggest honor of my life. Yeah. <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've seen these these parents before in plenty of movies, and these is this is the best iteration it's of that I've so ever good. seen. It's of like so the overbearing good. parents who yes. like are too supportive, um, and they they fucking nailed it. Like I said, Coods. Well, okay, I obviously love Will Forte, and that's oh, yeah. thing about about uh, Caitlin Deaver's character that I really like about how people say like this doesn't have stakes. She is, despite the fact that she's gay, she still has like these very conservative this very conservative upbringing, yeah. and like. Yeah, her family still loves her. They don't care, like, you're gay, you are still the same person as you yeah. were. But, like, she doesn't fuck around with drugs. She doesn't do, like, anything else like this, which kind of leads into yeah. the other things so, that happen. Yeah. Who is saying this about stakes? What 
dipshit. Just it, assholes on Twitter. Like, who? <laughs> no one that matters. I haven't, I've seen a lot of people saying not to say that, but I want to see the guy who's like, uh, no one got killed? Like, what kind of <laughs> dumb fucking... I, I I don't even. They want got to arrested, so, but like no charges. Yeah, so. but they got out of jail. <laughs> go on, go on Letterbox and go to like anyone that's given this movie like a three stars or that is, below or two and a half. Or that like, is yeah. the most yeah, like, bizarre complaint I've ever. I, yeah, I don't even want to talk it's about stupid. that idea. So then we have uh, them getting into the first lift, uh, which is Jared uh, pulling up with death God, grips. That's... I've seen footage with uh, the fuckboy license musical. plate. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Coming up in there, and then there's it in the back seat. But Jared just. He shines in these next couple scenes so well. How he tries to open up the door, he's like, "You got a shotgun? No, nope, sitting in the back. All right, yeah. I have no Good idea why." Back there. But when he just said "absolutely," I fucking <laughs> died. <He's>, like <laughs> he was playing it way, like he was going from like the SNL over the top handbook. Yeah, totally nailed it. I can see him being in stuff in and the future. Just his look yeah. too. He just looks so excited. So, yeah, he has. He's great facial yeah. actor. I didn't wonder about what he was wearing at any given moment <laughs> yes in terms of has anyone ever worn that ever yeah. in any decade he, his... know, he literally had airbrush name hats for every <laughs> person at his part at every yeah. person at school hoping that they would come to his party while he's like jared you can't you can't buy people's uh well, affection okay so whenever they first walk up <laughs> I mean, you, it all the time <laughs> you alluded to it before where it, uh they walk up he pulls up to the the yacht party and says prepare to get bashed i should say consensually bashed, bashed. like just <laughs> all the bashing here is consensual <laughs> and then there's like all right you know what maybe we'll go in there so maybe we'll find the address or whatever and they walk in there and it's just desolate but there's just like rows of securities and bachelor people along the walls and waiters and nobody on the dance floor is so good like it's such a great visual thing this is when billy lord as gg starts to just yeah run with the fucking ball because i was yeah i was wondering about her character and then this is when i was like oh this is funny and then every single time you see her after that is funny there were there were moments it gets so funny there are moments where i thought it was a little too much um i I wanted more no i was i was fine with but at a certain point once it, once it happens, like she pops up at every single yeah. location, yeah. I was it's like, awesome. I was it's like, okay, so it's good. she's like a cartoon character. Yeah, and then I was in. Well, I yeah. mean, that entire scene on the yacht, like when she's like smoking, it's like, it's like, what? You can't smoke here. And it's like, hey, don't talk to my friend like that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was definitely the right move as far as the writing goes of her just being a, literally mystical. Well, yeah. yeah, no, she's so extra to the point where like uh, Amy's having the whole thing where she's like, I can't smoke weed because one time I smoked it in Amsterdam and. Kept thinking about my mom dying. She's like, "Yeah, you know, one time I had sex in a park, and I thought I thought it was a park. It was actually a cemetery. And now the demon spirits live inside of me. And you're my like, eggs. that's not the same thing. They, yeah. Their eggs are inside of me. And you're like, it's so fucking extra, but like to another level. And then you're she just jumps all off in. the fucking boat. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, yeah, so wild. And then so then they they leave, and it's sedakes. Am I skipping well, anything? I mean, we have the first moment where Molly calls Malala. Um, which is mm. this kind of pact that they have together of them where no matter what, you have to go with me all the way, no backing out. Um, I didn't want so to point out that uh, Jared's license plate says fuck boy. Yes. Jared, it does hard, say Hard fuck to get boy. that by the DMV, but if you're rich, you maybe know a guy. Yeah. But that, uh, yeah, that uh, parking lot oh. scene is... Uh, also, it- I do want another thing about Jared. I loved the whole, like, 
mass rumor about how uh, oh, he yeah. had a sex worker at his 14th <laughs> birthday. And she had a hearing aid. <laughs> and she had a hearing aid. Like, that is one of those things where if you heard it in school, you'd be like, yeah, that has t- that's way too specific. Like, that yes. has to be right. <laughs> that's that, yeah, that, You would hear that type of thing a lot. And in middle school, there was a guy who was like, yeah, dude, Rob Boynton like, smokes pot with his parents. Okay. And like mm. now they make him sell it to everybody. Before <laughs> we get to Sadiq's, there's something big that we skipped, which is the uh, masturbation panda. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. So they're oh, sitting so in the room. Good. They're you know they're just being friends. They're 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 getting dressed. They have the their shit. little their little dress party. Which yeah, that which... is some great improv between the two of them. It's, is it so improv? Funny. It is. Imp- it all. It's all. See, all was it really? Yeah. Okay. I, this is nice. This is yeah. what I was wondering about that whole this dynamic that keeps recurring throughout the film between the two of them is like they really took the time to to develop those little mannerisms. So, those like. Uh, verbal quips that they develop, these like memes that they say to each other. Yeah, that... I, so th- I wanted to say like a lot of they didn't have as much. Uh, the two of them didn't have as much improv. Apparently, seventy five percent of everything that Billy Lord as Gigi does is improvised. Wow. Awesome. wow, yeah, and I was like, "Yo, she is a fucking she, queen. I mean, Let's go. Anything, yeah. just put her in anything." She Let's she did go. an amazing job with that. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, uh, so then we get panda. We get the panda. Very funny. That uh, was I. This scene where she's like pointing to every single stuffed animal, and then finally get to the panda. It was equal parts cringe and just gloriously hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and I. It's hard to do that. It's hard to like make you feel the satisfaction of like true hilarity and just very very uncomfortable that you have to be sitting in a theater. With a bunch of strangers watching yes. this. <laughs> when I saw this movie, um, I don't know how I didn't bring this up before, but the first screening I went to was like two months ago. And, um, you know, free screenings, people bring whoever they want to bring. There was like a six-year-old sitting next to me <laughs> during this movie. Oh, no. um, and I, they left a few times, but and every time I thought they were leaving for good. Because I, <laughs> they left during the masturbation scene. Or not like, uh, or sorry, this later in the movie, like during the lift scene. Mm. Um, they left during that scene. I'm like, okay, good. Hopefully they don't come back um but no they kept coming back but uh i'm like i hope they enjoying all the masturbation jokes oh yeah um, so then once yeah once the dakes picks them up yeah um they're in the car and this is another moment of maximum cringe that i you know you're expecting something to go wrong here where they're like whispering to each other like hey you know we don't really know I don't really know like what to do in a sexual situation. Just I've never take really it done what you this. do yourself and then flip it. Yeah. Just flip it. And they're like, they have the great idea to watch porn in the backseat of this car <laughs> with their principal <laughs> driving them. And, you know, like at this point in the movie, I'm like, okay, there's no way things are going to go great here. Like, obviously yes. something is going to go wrong here. <laughs> and the way it plays out with like the charging and the fucking yeah 50 chords that he has <laughs> and then him switching to the porn i thought that just played out so, so before, well before you even get that i love the moment with him where he's just like you know teacher salary being what it is <laughs> i'm working on a book too it's a oh, book of yeah. quotes <laughs> <laughs> nothing so more daunting than the blank she's page. pregnant i don't know what's gonna happen when she gives birth but <laughs> you know it helps the cases yeah that that was extremely funny and then really this scene uh, what it needs is an award for sound design for that. 
that, that's just give a sound design to that amateur porn artist. I don't because I don't think is. it was a porno, an I actual porn. I want to give an award to you for reenacting that right now. <laughs> Thank you. I, I practiced that one for hours. I didn't write anything about the movie down, but that it was an amazing See, sound. It effect. could have easily like, just so been good. moaning or something yeah. like. But they went the extra mile to make it so much funnier. To... Exactly. And then the, the payoff voice. with his reaction is that Cardi B? Like <laughs> that's a joke that would be a bad joke that would yes. make me roll my eyes in most movies. Yeah, and because you're right, you're right. so right. In a decent movie, it's just like ah, and you're just like oh, oops. <laughs> and, and they really, they were I like, didn't no, hear that. no, we're gonna make some like crazy pussy stuff going on. Yes, like it was. Awesome. And then also like it goes on for like a full minute, or yeah. like almost like 30, 40 seconds. And it's just it's like, like jackhammer fingering. <laughs> That's what I was imagining. <laughs> but it, yeah, that that killed me. Um. So then, what they get to? They get to the second uh party. Second party. The theater the kids theater pop which off in this. Party. Might have been like so, one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh, so, so good. So good. Um, yeah. The guy who plays uh Alan. Uh, whenever they first walk in, he's like, "There's been a murder." And <laughs> my he's, husband. He's so over the top, and it sold even better when the other the kid uh George, I think his name yeah, he's is, directing. Because he's yeah. like, "You're at a ten. I need you at a two. <laughs> so can I just say, <laughs> so, always sunny, as a past theater kid. Uh, this movie is so accurate with uh, how it portrays theater kids yeah. especially when the one kid is like uh, or no I think it was um, was it the Skylar kid he was like saying Jared oh Jared yeah he's like um, enough with the revivals we need more originals yeah. I've heard that so many times <laughs> it's so accurate I have to imagine someone on the writing crew was in theater oh so, oh, yeah, maybe sure. all is, of them yeah <laughs> probably because it is so accurate yeah that's I mean w- one of my favorite things that comedy people do is skewer theater because they're, yeah. they were all in it yeah like they, you don't just get into unless you're a stand-up you know there's yeah. there only two routes um but yeah that that was great so this whole this... this whole party uh murder party it's just full we of have Gigi gems. doing her first yeah Gigi's there so many gems and, the, the moment yeah. of, of of us seeing like the family building a puzzle mm. and like the little sister <laughs> okay. to 11 I don't know I fucking hate you I don't know why that scene didn't get to me the first time but the second time I saw it I laughed so hard because like they're just sitting in the kitchen yeah just like no I have the house away <laughs> from this absurdist stuff yeah. going on and oh. then the whole like puppet scene upstairs oh, where God. they yeah. I guess the think, they think so, that they're on drugs we don't know if they actually well, they are. are no, no they, they are, are but that's just what they're imagining I guess yeah, yeah and it was you know why I love that scene uh, my girlfriend Allison pointed this out it didn't last too long yeah it's like three solid minutes of really good gags visual gags and then they leave and it's over and that's yeah. all it needs it's like the trip sequence in um 22 Jump Street when okay. they're the, the is screen so funny, is split yeah. and it's like claymation it, yeah. it reminded me so much of I, that. I did think that something was going to go horribly wrong here because, like, they start taking their clothes off. And I, I thought was just they might like, be oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Like, I thought it was going to get super dark. But then yeah. we quickly move on to um, the pizza, right? Well, before we have that, we have them laying out in the field. Gigi shows up again uh, <laughs> and just, like, sheds some light on everybody here as, like, the voiceover narration. Yeah, it's kind of like when the like, turn happens because she's, she's like... Nick. Yeah, because yeah, that's when, like, they're really starting to just, or Amy's starting to just be like, Molly, let's just go home. Yeah, like, this isn't just, worth this, it. This, we did drugs, we went to two parties, like, this is it. But finding out that, you know, both of their crushes are at the same party, that's when it kind of inspired them to, like, re-get this night going, and, like, we have to make it to Nick's. 
So then they see the clip of all these pizzas, um, and they go to the Toledo's, the name of the pizza shop. And then Mike O'Brien. Mike O'Brien pops up. Who, <laughs> I, I perfect casting for him because he looks like a creepy motherfucker. <laughs> he, yeah. So I mean, him and Tim Robinson both had the same yeah. issue on SNL where they were on the cast, but they were just too weird looking. Yeah. And, and their sketches were almost too weird. His, yeah. Mike's were more normal. And then he has the YouTube series Seven Minutes in Heaven, which... Have you guys watched that? I haven't. No. It's it's him in a actual closet with like celebrities, <laughs> like interviewing them, but in a funny way. And like there will be, you know, Olivia Wilde's been on there, Sudeikis has been on there. They're all friends. Uh, he's amazing. The setup that occurs is yeah. even better. God, it's and, so good. and this is what I was talking earlier about. Like we don't know that it's a setup. Yeah. When he's talking about like, don't you guys know that you can't go into these cars? Like you don't. Know, I yeah. can take you to an undisclosed yeah, he location. Just goes a yeah. bit, he goes a little too deep yeah. with it. He's but just you're like, like, I can hog tie you. Yeah. Just give you a bowl of milk. Thing, <laughs> videotape it for the next four days. Yeah. That was. Yeah. It was. I loved that they brought that back. That was the biggest laugh in the movie for me when they when we see the poster the later products. in the police station. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. good. And it makes writing. sense that. It's like we can disclose some information to get you out of jail. But yeah. that entire scene in the car, like, just oh my god! Yeah. Like, what do you say? He's like, "Don't show me your passcode. Don't fucking trust me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole thing with passcodes. Trust people. Yeah. So he god doesn't. Damn it. He doesn't take him to the party, but he gives him the address. Yeah. And then that's when we get Jessica Williams coming in, right. uh, to take them to the party. Mm. She gives them new clothes, and then she's like, "It'd be weird if I went in, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that'd be totally weird <laughs> um, if I just went in." So did think that she would be funnier to be honest than she was Mm -hmm. but you know humor is subjective so whatever but in the car it seems like the writers cleared out some space in the lane for her to like go in and be extremely funny and i thought she was like kind of funny Well, i thought that she was funny but also she was kind of laying a little bit of a cautionary tale whenever she talks about the whole thing yeah like it's like a moment i'm glad that you're not like oh i know my 20s yeah i mean right before that when they like they give her a minute to say whatever essentially the script could have been any words for her yeah it's like yeah it's okay uh and then that was great set up for that i liked when she goes to the party that was awesome. She goes to the party and then she uh, runs into Theo. Who's well, like, okay, and, hold on. Before that, there's like three arcs of things that happen. This, at this party. party is one of the. It's like pretty much the entire back half of the movie, aside from the actual graduation, and it might be just my favorite sequence from the movie, other than like some of the stuff in a, or sorry, I was gonna say favorite sequence of the year, other than some things from Avengers and Us. Uh, but my God, the moment when she sees uh, Nick and yeah. everything stops and we get this like ballet dance moment. I'm convinced like Damien Chazelle well, came in there. And yeah, and the, the yeah. set just starts opening up and there's like lights coming and it's all yeah. in one take and the camera starts swinging around and it just keeps going and going. I literally And then the up. way that it breaks on him crushing a beer can on his head like a snapback <laughs> to reality. Also to that point, so I wanted to bring this up because um, I had just, whenever we talked about Superbad with Seth Rogen movies, one thing I didn't bring up is that kind of the last party that they go to in Superbad is the least interesting party. And I was a little bit worried about that with Booksmart where it was setting up and we go to like these two crazy extremes of places and it's like, all right, the third one is going to be like kind of whatever and then the movie will still end on a high note. But the third party is the best party that we see in the whole yeah. movie. Like somehow they outdo the first two parties. Yeah. Karaoke scene. Yeah. The God, best yeah. use of Alanis Morissette I've ever. Yeah. Heard Maybe life. one of the only ones in the past <laughs> ten years. Um, but yeah, that was so funny. Like. <laughs> 
yet to know. Shh. <laughs> just have. <laughs> Kevin from The Office does You Ought to Know on karaoke. Remember? Oh, I was, I'm binging it again right now, and I actually yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that was lovely. And speaking to, so we have, obviously, we have some great party scenes, but this dance scene, and then we're going to talk about the pool scene. The pool scene was so beautiful. So I was getting Shape of Water. It was like, it was yeah. that level so of filmmaking. Beautiful. So yeah. stunning, yeah. And both of those parallels run true, but I was like, yeah. this is like top-notch directing. And this is, like what, this is what I was talking, this is what I was talking about, that uh, Perfume Genius yeah, song. Yeah, no, Slip Away. They let almost the entire song play. And the way that that song starts is so just like uplifting and happy and how it kind of almost descends into this like chaotic kind of sound of horns it and strings fits the mood happening. of the scene. fits the mood as she sees Ryan's legs intertwined yeah. with another person Boom. and then realizing that it's Nick. Whoa, this was great. It's so good. Another like, so payoff great. that you didn't know was being but, set and up. Another thing, so I didn't realize it until upon second viewing, but you know, when Ryan is out there in skateboarding around and everything else in the beginning of the movie, she's hanging out with the popular kids. Nick is yeah. in the background, like right yeah, there. Like that the is her clip. And also on like the lockers too, like she's kind of in the background there too. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like they're, they're, And they uh, established that they don't have it confirmed that she's gay also yeah they just yeah. think oh yeah is. that's why oh my god i love the scenes where uh they're talking about just like oh yeah you're going to uganda right and they're like i can't go to uganda because they kill gay people would you be scared to go to uganda <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the way Very that funny. that's all alluded yeah. is so good their flirting was good because you, like in retrospect it was so platonic coming from Ryan. yeah and then the flirting between nick and uh molly was amazing because that was real ass flirting nick is just a cat you know yeah, yeah. so he just he went just and... flirts with everybody yeah yeah but that that flirt scene was one of the best flirt scenes i've ever seen in a high seriously school one of so the realistic yeah. Yeah. scene is so good in that scene she's she's in... i love that scene because oh. like i normally like with the flirting scenes in movies i don't feel like anything like it's like okay yeah it's cool whatever yeah. but like in that scene like i was like oh shit like i'm, I'm like feeling something yeah the yeah, and like I felt like what she was feeling. I'm like, I really want this to work out now. Yeah, I like, like him now. We, yeah, we liked him in that moment. We were like, yeah. oh, Nick is actually it's like cool. Also, it's yeah. so well done. Another thing is, I'm glad that this isn't a situation like so many other like John Hughes movies and classic high school stories. Kids are just like straight up assholes. And I'm glad that, and maybe it worked out because these are all like 17, 18 year olds and they know like, hey, I'm probably never going to see these people ever again anyways. So like, they're actually happy to see like the like nerdy kids show up to their party. They're like, oh my God, you guys actually came. Like, yeah. I'll be your guide for the night. Like, and that's kind of how I feel. It's like a you, great reaction. You reach us. But I mean, that's more realistic for like older age high school yeah, kids. Senior, I mean, it's senior, accurate, yeah. You reach the point where you're not just like petty bullying bullshit is kind of out the window because it's like i'm never gonna see you again anyway so yeah, it doesn't matter th that's a, a really good wrinkle another thing that um my girlfriend pointed out to me was that once you hit like especially later high school no one is mean to your face anymore people have tact people are beyond that and they've of, known like, each other for so yeah, long yeah. even if they don't all hang out like yeah, they've been exactly. together so at school that's another reason i like the scene where she overhears them talking shit about her because in a worse movie it would just be like you know you never have any fun molly and yeah like, to her face and that would suck but that's also why i really wasn't a fan of the the 27 year old love interest character because she's the only character who's like like a bitch and just like well, that's what? why she's alone smoking yeah. in the bathroom yeah, that's why she, she's not she just, having fun with everyone at the party it's cool. she's like the hipster character yeah it's like it's story. cool that they yeah. flip the gender because usually there's like a super hot guy who thinks he's an outsider but really you're like right. if you were at my high school you'd be the most popular person based on your face alone you know what i mean mm. uh 
but that did kind of bother me that she was the the only one who was just like, yeah, I'm a nihilist. Fuck you. I don't like you. <laughs> like it was very. That was the most stock character in the whole movie. I, I would agree, but I thought the. I mean, I guess we can jump to that part. Like with the uh, sex scene, mm-hmm. that was like a really like intimate sex scene in the middle of a comedy. Yeah. Like it was really. I, I mean, apart from the puking on her, like from super bad kind of. <laughs> yeah, but that um, also wasn't like super gross out comedy. Either. No, it I wasn't. Was like, I was like, no. what did she drink? Yeah, I know. I've cup. seen it three times I, now. And I, I, I still it, don't I know. I think it was like ash, like cigarette ash. Oh, oh that makes sense. because okay. she was smoking in the bath. I, I think she pulled out like, a cig, maybe. Out of her mouth, I really cleared out her mouth. That that actually makes sense. I couldn't tell what it was. It was definitely something black that had substance yeah, to it. I would have yeah. guessed it was just like Chunky. an ash cup. Yeah, it had you, a little. You bit get of a lot of those at parties, just red cups with I, a bunch of ash in yeah. them. I yeah. do agree that. Olivia Wilde did an amazing job of shooting this whole scene because well, it's not yeah. nothing, gratuitous. And nothing's over-sexualized. Yeah. And that's what's so good about having women writers and women making this movie is that like you aren't sexualizing these children in this thing because i mean they're 18 but they're still fucking children and you don't and you you also get the chance to understand that this is like a first sexual encounter like of course there's there's gonna be awkwardness puke involved yeah there's some real caitlin deaver does the shit out of the scene oh yeah and throughout the movie she does a really solid depiction of anxiety uh, and I really appreciated that because usually, you know, there there's plenty of room in movies for like cartoonishly anxious people like Michael Sarah or whatever. Right. But this was like a real life type of thing to me. So um, I just want to step back just a little bit. First of all, I just forgot to talk about um, Gigi popping up again at the party behind the bar. <laughs> Underneath the fa- table that and rising up thing. in the frame. She's like, yeah. I'm going back downstairs. great moment that was the point where i was like yes just be in every scene i'm all in on this um but going back to the pool shot and how that transitions into the fight where she gets out of there of course like she's so distraught and we have that dolly action just following that close up on her face as she's coming in and she's trying to protect molly but yeah it's it's one of those things where this movie has a great job of letting you see both sides of this kind of, of arguments especially between the two of them you can totally fully understand both sides of their story even if they aren't actually seeing each other something i mean it's a classic narrative tactic where we the audience know more than one or more of the characters but... and she's also wrapped up in the moment so, she's not gonna be thinking yeah no she was just like nick just told me just not to move so i'm just gonna stay like right here like this is going so great and everything yeah. else like that like why would you want to leave and their fight scene scene that happens. Um, it's very Barry Jenkins. Uh, if Beale Street could talk, it's, where the yeah. camera's just swinging around Swing without around cutting. Yeah. And then, like the first time I saw, it, I loved it. Second time I saw it, like it really like brought tears to my eyes. Like, yeah. Especially like they just the way that the the score kind of increases in tone and their audio yeah, dwells out to the point where the crowd silent. noise completely goes away as well. Yeah. And it just becomes like this silent thing that you're just watching them just react to each other and really whenever you see benny feldstein just mouth like fuck you to her like it just like it hit me so hard and again like this isn't they aren't arguing over like the future of the universe it's just it's high school shit but this means everything to them this is like two yeah. best friends having a serious altercation this is this is also a, c- a type of scene that is dangerous in a lot of movies because it's the it's the scene where like one person could explain things in a sentence but they don't where she could have been like no i just saw nick and ryan together and then everything's over but the way it played out the way it was written and particularly acted by caitlin deaver that saved it for me well no she acts it in a a, a, the way of a person who is like 
like completely flustered. She cannot fl- muster the she's explanation. She's flustered, and yeah. then like she's, you can tell it seems like she's about to say it, and then Beanie Feldstein is just like, "Well, this is what you always do because you're yeah. a coward." Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and then it's like, and wait a second, seemed, no, no, no. That, like, I don't think that line would have hit as hard if you didn't have that entire buildup of how hard it was for her to get in the pool. Yeah, like yes. you would not sh- that she would not have reacted that way mm. if it wasn't such a push for her to push herself in that pool and then have that entire walk out of the pool after the realization and then so it just right. sticks on her face that one shot of just following her out of the pool into the house drying off putting on clothes mm. and you just see like the despair on her face like and i feel like that's something anyone can feel that might uh, like, honestly that might be the best acting in the whole movie yeah because yeah. i mean and that's th- the thing like i feel like anyone who's ever been in high school has felt that thing where you put yourself in a situation you're good in the moment but then something happens and you're kind of like why did i even do that well especially like, when like, you're dealing with a crush yeah and you're crushed like, by that crush it's just the way this movie like just depicts high school feelings is just yeah, so it's awesome. brilliant. It's yeah. so Perfect. awesome. Yeah. It's oh. I mean, another eighth grade comparison. It's the same way that you've had that kind of anxiety feeling in middle yeah. school. This has the same feeling of same like, song too. It's that that same feeling of hopefulness and then hopefulness getting ripped away from you savagely. Yes. Like that yes. it's just all within the span of a few seconds of each other. Yeah. That's kind of that's the way that this movie has that is just so beautiful. Um, the other third arc, which this is the one thing where I can kind of understand some problematic um, complaints about this movie. <laughs> Didn't bother me in the moment. You're 20, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Williams and Theo. Yeah, he did get held back from seventh grade twice. Yeah. So he's 20 <laughs> years a old. Such funny gag, yeah. <laughs> She's like She starts 30? like downing her drink. Yes. She's yeah. like, I'm going to fuck this kid right now. But, uh, you know, we'll see what, what happens What was her here. motive going to that party? Was she like... Because, mm. well, she told us about her past, so she just wanted to like slip back into it. She yeah. wanted to like fucking was she like, I think she just wanted a, to have a fun well, time. Well, she's never she been to a high school party, yeah, apparently. Yeah, 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 yeah so, I mean... And I'm, when I first saw my friend, he loved the movie too, but I think he was critiquing it. He was like, you know, it's totally illegal even if he is 20, right? I'm like, well, yeah, but it's a movie. Like, yeah, and for her to <laughs> even show up there would get her fired, obviously. Oh, yeah, like, obviously. <laughs> but, like, again, it's just like yeah, a heightened reality. Yeah, like, this is a different I did world. love the yeah. moment at the graduation where she goes up to who we think is Theo. Uh, she's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just some girl. That was good. With also beautiful black hair just like yes, Theo. Uh, um, so this final sort of sequence, we get prison or not prison or, but jail well before that happens we have you know um amy Cops finally like stepping up being like i'm not a coward doing this thing yeah q lcd sound systems oh, oh baby, baby coming hell in. yeah great musical great cue. um and then, a great song and like oh, and, the, else... and the, the moment with uh triple a yeah exactly not triple a don't call don't her don't call her on imdb she's credited as triple a she called her annabelle oh no okay good yeah he's like wow all right annabelle and they're like ew don't say that now like us why they call him dick splinter i would want to see that girl in other movies i think that she the only didn't get enough yeah she got two scenes she got the bathroom scene um we didn't even talk about the visual gag of a gender neutral bathroom oh yeah great like not a PC backlash thing, but just like, no, like I think I said, of like, like a yeah. high maintenance type. That's yeah. celebratory, I mean, like, but even also if it's good, silly. yeah, even if it's a good thing, like that's what high schoolers would do in that kind of situation because they're yeah. an asshole. Um, but we get her in that scene, and then her actually picking up people, giving actual roadside assistance. Yeah. That scene was I funny. Still had sex with them? Um, <laughs> I yeah, still I blew them. I mean, what am I doing? Suck a dick in, a, I, in my house? No. <laughs> where my father lives? No. Um, I love the scene uh, where you know where Amy kind of helps distract everybody, and then she sees the uh, 
the cops tape of afterwards uh, whenever it's happening. It's like I oh, did yeah. like that a lot because that was one of the moments that I was thinking was going to happen from the trailer. Yeah, yeah. and then they I just show it, it from a different perspective, and I'm like, okay, nice. Well, I forgot yeah. about it at that point in the movie whenever it was going on, and then wherever you finally see it, and uh, she's like just giving this whole like smart girl kind of a speech while she's being taken in. She's like, "There's more prisons than uh, there are." universities in this country (laughs) shotgun just kidding i don't have one (laughs) it's a great joke yeah so then that that's when we get the mike o'brien payoff in Mm. the um in the jail you see the poster we're looking for the smart yeah what what did he even say do you guys remember he's a strangler yeah oh yeah it was like the some the 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 valley strangler or something like that yeah strangler yeah (laughs) and uh yeah they use that to get uh to get her out of jail and then they're like doing donuts in the fucking road. Yeah, with uh, Run Where DMC, are the cops? Right? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, fine. They're gonna be like, "You just got out of jail. Yeah. Come on." Yeah, I'd be like, "Yeah, but cap and gown." Um, at, at this point, I was so in on the movie that all the extra shit I did not give. Yeah. Like the movie was not trying to be realistic at this point, and, well, and that also plays into them ratting out the strangler. Probably would have taken like maybe a day or two, a lot of paperwork. To, yeah. Yes. <laughs> to, for exactly. that to pay off, but. The, the movie was in full movie form at that point. They right. fucking speed in. They bust through the fence. Oh, that was so it's, good. It was all amazing. Well, all while um Jared's giving yeah, Molly's him. speech. I am, awesome. I am oh, a yeah. woman. Straight white man. Um, your time is over. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was all really, really great. Uh, and then her giving her speech. Heartfelt. Beautiful. Yeah, that, yeah that it was. Sweet. That brought and a tear to my eye. It was a great thesis for the movie itself that mm-hmm. it was just like i've actually i see you now yeah. like i just i viewed yeah. you as this one dimensional <laughs> thing and i see you and then the last thing before the graduation ends is the two uh, guys start their song yeah yeah <laughs> this is another thing i was talking about with editing jokes is sometimes cutting off a joke before it's over is yes. funnier than no, playing yeah, it out exactly th- that was per- they yeah, cut it off at the scientifically funniest moment possible <laughs> like i was dying it's laughing. like deep breath and cut yeah <laughs> right when they say one note and you're like oh boy <laughs> Um, that was amazing. And then, uh, our uh, kind of our epilogue, I guess you would call it. Yeah. This is what is basically like the ladybird scene. Well, before that is the, the, scene the parents. Yeah. yeah. Where oh, the parents yeah, meet yeah. the panda. Oh, yeah. no. The panda. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ling, ling. Again, so, yeah, at this point, we're at a tally of like three or four jokes that have multiple act arcs of God, writing so yeah, good yeah that you don't realize as they're happening yeah like, she's that's like genius. rubbing the panda all oh, over her face when <laughs> will forte steps in the frame's like ling ling and he like starts rubbing it on his face and molly's like no and, like, <laughs> like make it stop oh that that i noticed that shot where she bashes it to the ground yeah. and it's like looking at it i could tell she was trying so hard not to laugh oh really well, okay. yeah it's because yeah. she, she kind of knocks his hat and she didn't mean to and she kind of looks at him like and it's it, but it plays like real, like it yeah. plays like yeah. great. She's just staring. So at they the just ground. used it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's all great. And then she has the scene with the the, the edgy nihilist I, girl. See, I like that scene because I thought it it just felt really like sincere to me. Also, like, this seems like a girl who'd just be like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to college. I'm just going to backpack uh, around for a while. See, that is the thing though. Like a lot of high school kids are like that. They're just like yeah. they're not really edgy, but they're kind of just like yeah, they, the, the front ends, the first yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. It, it's a heartfelt moment. We get uh, we get Molly like freaking out about it. Oh, the... she yeah. that was another great piece of acting. Her little kind of like Na- almost Napoleon Dynamite yeah. style, like yes, <laughs> like just like almost like intensely happy, Reacting yeah. from not the even window. smiling. Yeah. She's... I like how she like oh, slowly yeah, realizes sorry. it too. Like yeah. she's like, yeah. what's going on? Oh, what? Yeah, that was all brilliant. And then yeah. I meant Caitlin Deaver's reaction 
um is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is very After like she walks away. it's so intense she's not yeah. even smiling and about it's it. a, it's like, a callback to her initial interaction with ryan at the beginning of the yeah. movie when she fucks that up and is like so distraught about that and she has this more successful interaction and she yeah. she has she i also moment. i love uh, uh upon rewatch the first time that uh that um I, i'm blanking on her name the uh the edgy girl um diana but, silvers uh, yeah diana Silver. i'm blanking on the actress's name um hope um okay. whenever they're in the classroom together their homeroom which conveniently has every uh, important character in the show <laughs> um just in the same homeroom but uh they're all like in this classroom together and uh with uh jessica williams and uh, hope's just like oh my god Amy, did you just score your teacher's phone number? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's so cool. That was one yeah, that was one that I definitely saw. I was like, something's happening with those yeah. two. Like yeah. Um So yeah, that's all great. And then we get the airport. Then the ladybird scene, yeah. which I was thinking of, boy, here we go. Here's the ladybird scene. And they find a way to swerve away from yeah, that. Yeah, they swerve away. Yeah. And they're just like, I can be the last person on the plane. You know, I get pancakes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Boom. Great cut to credits. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that, I mean that scene was already super emotional, but the way they like just yeah. once again subvert it, like they do the entire movie. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Um, also, the the song uh, "Nobody Speak." Uh, oh. That's wherever they're racing. There, that song is oh, and, and in the credits run too. The jewels, yeah. It's retired. It's over. Okay. <laughs> yes. This, this movie is the best use of it. It's in every goddamn movie trailer in, of the last two years. Yeah. It's retired. It's it's reached like sympathy for the devil. Baby Driver like, introduced <laughs> it. Click, click, boom by the hives. How that used to be in every comic. The horrible bosses trailer that in it is still like engraved in my mind from 2011. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so that song's retired. Uh, Another good thing about the soundtrack I wanted to say is uh, it's it's so good because they use like small snippets of so many songs instead of like like five longer songs. They just like cut it off after 30 seconds. If the scene changes, the music just cuts. Yeah, Yeah. that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Like I was going to say, I know this this actually it was the trailer for this uh, was my first introduction to Lizzo. Um, before, oh wow! Because Boys is in the trailer yeah, yeah. for this movie, and uh, great song by Lizzo. One of my favorite Lizzo tracks. What's yeah. two plus two? And then in the end credits, we get the condoms, aka yeah. water balloons. Water balloon Again, just that's great. Yeah, slow really, motion. It sums up the visual power yeah. of the movie. Really, like it's so silly. It's so colorful. Calling it back to the 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 schools out moment where we get that one guy like with the fucking fire extinguisher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. yeah that's I did. I did want to say uh, <laughs> one of so my cool. favorite. Um, uh, so we talked about the bathroom and everything else, but I love the whole realization whenever they're talking about all going into like the best schools and everything else like that. And uh, Theo's just like, well, you know, I'm not going to college. I got recruited to code for Google. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not <laughs> Apple it's not or Apple. anything. It's, but... it's still 12K. It's like mid nine figures. Yeah, yeah. mid six figures. <laughs> mid six figures. <laughs> Even Gigi's going to Harvard. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we love this movie. We love to see Everyone it. Everyone should go love see, to see it. it again. If you listen I'm to going this to whole go, episode. I might go see this movie now after we just finished recording this it's, podcast. It's that good. It's yep. that good. Give, so, it, give it money. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Booksmart. Support original filmmaking. Support tell your women friends filmmakers. about it. Yes. 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 And tell your friends about We Bought a Mic because we told you about Booksmart. So you're welcome. Five we stars made on you, iTunes. We made you street smart. This movie will make you book smart. We are, yeah, we're something of a cultural middleman for the masses. We're you know? we, we filter all the poop and we find <laughs> the shards of uh, corn. Di- diamond? <laughs> corn. <laughs> A or diamond in the rough? Yeah, yeah, the corn in the poop. Yeah. So, <laughs> same analogy. Hit us up on Twitter at We Bought a Mic um, and Instagram and Facebook at We Bought a Mic and Gmail, We Bought a Mic at Gmail.com. 
with your takes on Booksmart, mm. do you think it's the best movie of the year? Yes. Do you think Let it's us know. Also, Adam, we have to decide what our movies are going to be since we won the Oscar pool. Oh, uh, fuck. We put a Twitter poll out. Right. The Rock won. Of course so, he did. We get to choose what everyone has to see that lost the Oscar pool. We said it would be a double feature, uh, and it should be a rock double feature. Okay, so, I'll tell you one thing: I've seen the Tooth Fairy like five times. You can't best me there. I I was thinking so Tooth go Fairy. ahead, make it six, bitch. Like I, I was don't care. Tooth Fairy, make it Rampage Tooth Fairy double feature. Were you thinking Rampage, Adam? Look, Rampage is not only the best film I've seen this century. It's um maybe oh, here we go. This <laughs> no, is your Max. Clear out, clear out. <laughs> I I genuinely do love Rampage, and I would totally watch all over again. So I have to recommend it to you. Have you guys not seen it? No. No. You right, have so to watch I, I've played Rampage and I'm like, how do they make a story out of this? I, this is a monkey that destroys buildings. Well, they don't is the answer. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they yeah, cool, do it anyways. Cool. Um, <laughs> but they uh, see Rampage and well, then... We're going to do Rampage. We'll do Rampage. And, you know, Mercy. I'll do Mercy. And we'll do... Uh, what's it called? Jumanji. Oh, okay. Because okay. the second one's Jumanji. coming out. So, right. friend of the pod, Colin, really liked that movie. Yes. He he said it was genuinely... Did you watch it? Jumanji? Yeah. Yeah, Welcome I loved it. To the yeah, I loved it, actually. Yeah, he it's said really it was good. genuinely a funny movie. That He said the trailer made it look a lot worse have than it was. Have you guys seen it? No, nope. I haven't no. seen it. Oh, it's really I good. I was so yeah. turned off by the trailer and oh, Kevin awful. and everything else that I was like, I'm out on this movie. But I've heard it made a ton of money, and I've heard that it was good. Yeah, yeah. Other than like School of Rock, I think it's Jack Black's best comic performance. Just saying. Well, that makes sense, because he's playing a way over the top role he's playing right? a teenage girl yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's amazing tenacious d is a drama who am i kidding <laughs> all right adam where can it's we a, find you documentary online uh you can find me on twitter at adam j sidorius if you did not hear me talk about book smart enough today don't worry i'm doing it for the next like three months on there mm-hmm. that's yes. fine um and letterbox you're already on. making the oscar push now yes <laughs> bd uh felt scene for best actress Oh, um, God. I I mean I wish you would get something, but co- comedy actors do not get anything ever. If bridesmaids did it, this hey, deserves it. If the favorite could do it, then maybe this can do it too. Yeah. Two that... two noms for best actress. They'll both they'll have tying performances and they'll both go and win an Oscar. Be- I I I'm only gonna plug Beanie Feldstein to producers. I don't have anything of my own to plug. Like <laughs> she I was blown away by this. Yeah, in it's fact, rare that you get In this. fact, don't follow me on Twitter. Follow her instead. Yeah. That's yeah. fine with me. Good follow. Let's, Olivia Wilde is a great follow. Let's all go follow the entire cast of this movie <laughs> on Casting Usually yeah. following actors not the most interesting choice on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but these it really kids, isn't, man. actually. <laughs> um, I have things to plug. Um, check me out on Twitter and Letterboxd at Hunt Mobley. If you guys want a little sneak peek of what we're going to be talking about next week when I do a Cracking crate. We have a lot to catch up on. Sorry, I didn't have the sound effect ready. Um, yeah, if you want to get a little preview of what crate I've been cracking, check out my letterbox where I've been crack. in some reviews. It's been it's been crack cocaine. Crack my crate. You've been. You can review my cocaine. Um, just come to my house. Yeah. Yeah. Next week's gonna be a big catch up week. I've been watching lots of stuff. Well, not that much stuff, but I want to talk about Chernobyl on HBO. Mm, so yes. so we gotta watch yeah, it. We gotta talk about that. that. Uh, I'm at Calderonist on Twitter, Letterbox, Instagram. Check me out on there. Thanks for listening. We love you. Uh, until next time. Bye bye. 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 bye.